Hey, happy three-hour Thursday. Let's get it. Live from the BiffNet Studios World Headquarters in Spring, Texas, it's Barry on Deck. Hosted by former ESPN Houston radio host and stand-up comedian, Barry Laminat. Starring Oliver the Cat. Written by Barry Laminat. Produced by Barry Laminat. Directed by, you guessed it, Barry Laminat. Featuring sports, entertainment, special guests, film sessions, and some drinking. Okay, a lot of drinking. Viewer discretion is advised. And now, here's your host, Barry Laminak. What's up, you damn dirty dickheads? Welcome to Barry on Deck. I am your host, Barry Laminak. Thank you guys for being here. Today is Thursday, January 27, 2022, and this is episode number 409 of Barry on Roll on. I forgot to open the chat. I'm doing that now. Gotta be able to see my peoples, see the peeps, see what they say. Get the, get the, the Twitches added there. Hey, I can chat, but the video won't play. What the hell is going on already? I'm in tech issues already with CC. Hey, welcome to the program. Thank you guys for being here. It is a three-hour Thursday for those of you that are members of the Patreon. We roll on into hour number three today. And it is a private screening. I'm your private dancer. Dancing for money. Okay, that was a little excessive there. Uh, I uh, appreciate you guys showing up and doing what we do here. We have an eventful show planned. I had my meeting with Jen this morning. She was like, uh, what are you going to do? I was like, I have no idea. I don't know. It's, I don't know. Some days, I think I'm going to designate one day a week as no prep day. We just flip the switch and for two hours, whatever happens, happens. I mean, we kind of do that in hour number three. I also had this idea. I thought one day, not like every day, not every week, maybe once a month. I think I would let, if somebody wanted to, I would let somebody do the rundown for the day. And those would be the topics we discuss. I would still do the slides. <laughs> Ronald said, keep my tits covered. I would still do the slides, but somebody, this is a cheap way for me to pawn off my duties as a show host and producer and curator of ideas. But I'd be like, all right, you get to be producer for a day. I send you the link to the rundown. You fill it out. And then uh, we, that's the show. And if the show sucks, it's your fault. I'm just, I mean, I have final say. If, if, you're, if your rundown is shitty, then I would, I would totally not do it. But if it's a good rundown, yeah, we toast for sure would do it. <laughs> Jen said I'm too much of a control freak for that. Okay, first of all, I feel attacked. I feel attacked. Second of all, no. Okay, Josh. Josh wants the titties to fly. No, I'm not. We're not. No. No titties are flying in the making of this show. 
Uh, by the way, thanks everybody joining us on Podbean, which is literally Eric Resendez right now. And that's it. Uh, Eric said one day it's going to be nothing but soccer talk, especially because World Cup is coming up. That's the beauty of it. That's the beauty of it. If you win, we'll do some sort of contest or a drawing or some shit like that. But if you win, you get to pick the topics. And if you pick soccer, well, that's what we're doing. Not the whole show. I'm not doing a two-hour soccer show. You're out of your freaking minds. Ain't no damn way I'm talking soccer for two damn hours. You're out of your mind. But I would do, we would have soccer talk for sure. What's up, Chill Will? Welcome to the Pod Bean. Thank you for being here, buddy. Uh, for those of you watching live on YouTube, Chill Will, we're on YouTube and Twitch right now. Uh, if you're watching live on YouTube, make sure you subscribe, please. And if you are watching live on Twitch, go ahead and hit that follow button, fam, because as we move over from YouTube to Twitch full time, I want you to make sure that you get notified when we go live on the program. Yeah, D-Mata would have the whole show be an F1 talk. You're damn right. All right, let's get this show rolling. I have a new fancy surprise for you guys. So for those of you that are already here, and it is a thin day today. I'm going to go lie. Usually when we start the show, well, first of all, I don't start until 2.10 usually, but it's we're getting there. Um, it is a light day today. I'm curious. What is, is there something I'm missing? Is something going on? So uh, well, hopefully this builds up a little bit. I appreciate everyone that's here, but I look at the numbers and go, uh-oh. Did uh, did NBA young boy just did have that big of an effect on the city? We'll get to that. It's 207 today. No, you kissed my ass, Scott. It was okay. Yeah, <clears throat> it probably was. I had to go get a new drink for the show, MP, and that put me behind. All right, let's get to it. You know, we always start with... The greatest decade in the history of the world. Who's fancy? <laughs> Who's fancy? This guy's fancy. I waste more time making useless shit for this show. Chill will share the live show. Thanks, Chill. Appreciate you, man. What's up? I gotta say what's up to my guy, Angie Bryant. Greatest deckhead in the history of the world for the next two hours at least, and then it's back to just regular old ass AJB. Regular old ass Aaron J. Bryan. But for now, he was the first in the chat. He got the first like, and he got the first super chat. So Jeff Bell put him down for a triple crown because my guy is rocking with it. Y'all can't touch him. That's Aaron Who J. Bryan. Who the fuck is that guy? Exactly. Who the fuck is that guy? It is Aaron J. Bryan. Put some respect on his name. Zoom out. And for those of you that say you he didn't get it, uh, uh, didn't get it in time. He absolutely did. He sent me this, and so there, there's the two dollar super chat via Venmo. So suck it. Uh, Chill Will over there on um Podbean Live says, uh, the, this the show with all the overly LeBron James talk. No, it's not. We don't talk. No, we don't talk LeBron over here all the time. No, not at all. Uh, I mean, we talk LeBron, but not all the time. We talk everything, man. We talk a lot of shit. Uh, we talk a lot of NFL. We talk a lot of soccer and F1. Just kidding. We don't talk soccer and F1. But we uh, we talk a lot of sports, man. We don't we don't narrow it down to just one thing. I don't. We don't do that. Now we I am based out of Houston, so we have a lot of Houston based sports talk. But we keep it pretty national because the Deckhead community is pretty pretty diverse in their fandom. So we we keep it we keep it uh, we keep it diverse. Uh, okay. So 
Here we go. Uh, World Cup qualifiers. No one gives a shit. Let's do the chat. Let's shout out to the chat right now. Aaron J. Bryant was first. Lil Uzi Steven, the weather guy, was second. Ronald Poole checked in at third. AJB got his Venmos in. Heartthrob. What's up, dude? Philip Bernard in the building. Uh, Eric Resendez is here. Uriel Villanueva showed up on time, unlike me. Joe Pro is here. The wild man himself. Uh, I like that Joe Pro sent me like breakdowns of the screams. He's like, now that might be a howler monkey. Uh, Fidel Lamone, John Dory, Alan Denson, Perry. What's up, Pete Jones? Donna Rogers, my sweet, sweet Donna. Sandoval at H-Town. What's up, fam? I still see Sandoval's, uh, that makes me sick. When I see the Dallas Cowboys star and the Houston Astros star next to each other, it's kind of disgusting, Sandoval. I love you. Hate the logo. Uh, what's up, Walt? Good to see you as well. Keith Sager in here. What's up, fam? Keith, get your lawn talk question in for tomorrow. We're doing lawn talk tomorrow. I got a fancy new graphic and everything. Uh, let's see. Uh, CC is here. What's up, CC? And Potch is here. Thank you. Cherry is in the building on Twitch. Valley Grower is back. Thank you for being back. Uh, who else? Tony the Handsome. You handsome son of a bitch. Dandy Dan, what's up, fam? Dandy Dan, how you feeling, man? You good? You better? You on the road to recovery? I hope so. I really hope so. Uh, Ronald Poole is here. And who else? Josh mentioned earlier, 713 Hooligan and Jen. And uh, the other Andrew Clay, late to the party. What we talking about? Bro, we're going to talk NFL coaching rumors. We're going to talk um, NFL overtime rules. I got a link that I've been sitting on. Some different suggestions for NFL overtime. The Astros did a fan survey. We could talk about that, which I know a lot of you aren't going to care about if you're watching nationally, but they did it. Uh, <clears throat> so we got a lot to get to, man. We're going to talk about this NBA Young Boy story and Neil Young done goofed. All that. We're going to get to all that. I got plenty of non-sports and entertainment talk as well. So hang tight on all that. Uh, who else here? Scott Hansa. Gotcha. Ronald. Uh, excuse me. Rudolph Rodriguez with Message of the Century. Sanitize. Wash your damn hands. Oh, I forgot to get a picture of that at J Rose Place and uh, social distance. You stream, you still stream Call of Duty on Twitch. Sometimes I do. I just haven't in a long ass time. But uh, eventually, I'd love to get back to that. But right now, no. I just this channel and growing it and trying to run this whole ass business uh, keeps me uh, keeps me busy. What's up, Move Maker? What's up, Amos? And did I get everybody. I think I did. I think I did. I think I did. Total Dallas, what's up, famo? Uh, real quick, I want to shout out to Raheel Ramzanali. He's got a new newsletter that he's out publishing and uh, gave myself and the show a shout out and Jen and the Deckhead community as a whole for our fundraiser, for our streamathon we did back in December. So I want to say thank you to Raheel Ramzanali for the plug and the info and the participation in the streamathon. So much appreciated. Uh, over here on the Podbean, by the way, chill. So just so you're aware, I really don't see the chat on Podbean a lot. It's just there for, for listening. I don't interact with it a whole lot. I just happen to have it up. Mostly Twitch and YouTube chat. But I do see your thing. You say Anthony Edwards will be the next Kobe. Y'all told me I was crazy, but just wait. Think of me in three years. I don't think the next Kobe is out right now, if I'm being honest. I, I mean, I think you have a... you you. You'd have a better argument if you said somebody like a John ja Morant might be the next Kobe. But I don't think Anthony Edwards is going to be. You're talking elite, elite. I mean, top three, top five level shit. I don't know if that's him. What's up, Rev House? How are you, buddy? 
Uh, move maker said bet. I'll try to think of something. This crazy weather has my plants and grass all confused. Yeah, for sure, dude. It's crazy. Put some respect on the logo. Absolutely not. Oh, house is here twice. Oh, he's on YouTube and Twitch. That's dope. What did Jen say? Jen said, I get to see P Jones and his boxer. So I'm okay with the world ending. Oh God. Ugh. that's kind of gross. That's kind of gross. All right. I will think of you chill. I will think of you. I will think of you. Um, all right. So if you want to watch, you can watch on Twitch. If you want to listen, you can listen on Podbean. Now oh, the numbers are getting up there. Now we're cranking it up again. All right, let's get started uh, with our sports headlines of the day. Let's get it. Here are your sports headlines for the day. Ben Roethlisberger has retired after 18 seasons. 18 full-ass seasons. Chris Rogers wrote a great joke for the TV show. Big Ben is retired after 18 seasons, but his knees retired about five years earlier. So <laughs> that's a good ass joke. Can't wait to do it on TV. Uh, I looked at his numbers. I pulled up Big Ben's numbers. Check this out. Wanted to show you guys. Here we go. Uh, like I said, it's a visual show. If you're listening on Podbean, sorry, this some of this is going to be weird. Uh, but you can see Big Ben. These are his career numbers. Yes, Ben, 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 the rapist. That is correct. Uh, here's his numbers. 64,088 yards, 7.6 yards per completion, 418 touchdowns, 211 interceptions. And I cannot believe that pro football reference or any respectable media site uses fantasy points as a trackable statistic on an otherwise normal player bio. This makes no sense. Are we really keeping track of fantasy points? Pro football reference. Jesus. Man, that makes me sick. He finished with a record of 165, 81 and 1. That one actually came this year, believe it or not. Uh, 64.5% completion percentage. So there you go. Played in 249 games. And I kind of wanted to do this. I wanted to look up season leaders career wise. Let's see. Leaders, passing yards on a career. Let's, uh, let me get this over here. Boop. Beep. Let me fix that. Okay, there we go. Passing yards, career. Where does Big Ben rank? We looked at this before, but he is fifth now, all time on the list at 64,000. Uh, that is passing yards, passing touchdowns. Where does Big Ben rank? Career-wise, he is eighth all time. So Big Ben getting it in. Overall passer rating for his career, Big Ben exists at 16. This dude's going to the Hall of Fame, okay? He's definitely going to the Hall of Fame. You may not like him. You may not appreciate him. But Big Ben is uh, headed to the Hall of Fame. So there you go. Ah, okay. Man, something is weird on YouTube. What's up, Total Dallas? At Barry on Sports. Now hiring. Bottom right corner of the Podbean page. Pay you to do your own show? What the hell? Is that what it says? It says now hiring. What are you talking about? I don't understand what you're talking about. I don't understand. Yeah, I agree. First ballot, chill. First ballot for sure. Um, all right, so there's some of you. I just I didn't want to like belabor the point on Big Ben, but this dude's a Hall of Famer, and he was always mentioned, not first or second, usually among the upper echelon and elite quarterbacks when talking about elite quarterbacks in the NFL, but dude was legit. Zoom out. Dude was legitimately one of the best quarterbacks in his era. You can't deny that. 
Uh, Chad, what's up, dude? Welcome to the program. Thanks for being here. Thanks for tuning in over there on Twitch, man. Make sure you hit that follow button. Come back. Enjoy the show. We get we get wild with it. We get crazy with it over here. We talk a lot of sports. Chad had a question. He said, do you think the Lakers can make it all the way? <laughs> I look. Okay. What you, what you can't deny is that if the Lakers, if, if any team in the NBA has LeBron James, they have a chance. But have you seen this team play? Have you watched the disarray? Frank Vogel may not make it all the way, even if the Lakers somehow stay in the playoff hunt. Frank Vogel, if he's fallen out of favor with LeBron and crew, may not make it. But I think the Lakers could make it to the playoffs, yes. I don't think the Lakers, the way that they're playing right now, have a shot at making it to another NBA Finals. I don't think LeBron does that with this team. I just don't. And you 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 think about it when you think about the Lakers. You think about what this team should be on paper. And you just go, I don't, I don't, I don't understand how that could be. I don't understand. I mean, look, I think sometimes, and Chad said it in the chat. He said, how could they fall so far from grace? Dude, listen. The NBA, it, it is so much more than the other sports. Baseball, not so much. Football, eh. But the NBA is a chemistry sport. It, it is a team sport, but it is a team chemistry sport too. You can put the best individual players together on a team. But if there's not the chemistry, the camaraderie, the cohesiveness, everybody rowing at the same time and in the same direction, it could have devastating consequences on your team. I don't care how good they are. We've seen talented teams not be able to do anything. Remember when the Lakers added Malone and Peyton? Dude, if the chemistry's not there, if the chemistry doesn't exist... You just have a bunch of individual superstars winning some games, but not really threatening anybody. And you think about that. Look at teams like Chicago and Cleveland and Miami, and you're like, well, they don't have the same kind of talent that the Lakers do. Why are they so good? Chemistry. They have talent, but they also have chemistry. They're on the same page. They buy into what the coach is selling. All that matters. So I don't give a shit. I mean, LeBron James is going to keep them in the playoffs. Maybe. That's about it. I mean, look at they They've benched Russ. He's not happy. It's a mess. It's an absolute mess. Um, Chuck Chad says so. So Westbrook might not be the true problem. Well, to me, seeing Russ here in Houston playing for the Rockets for a while, Russ can be a problem. Chemistry with Russ can be a problem. So, I mean, Russ's game doesn't really fit a lot of uh, offensive styles in the current NBA. You know what I mean? Like, he's not a great out. He's not, it's almost like Ben Simmons ish. He's not a great outside shooter. He's a good scorer. Not great on the defensive side of the ball. Yeah, he's going to hustle and go crazy Russ on you every once in a while, but he doesn't fit into an offensive scheme like other players of his caliber and elk. So, I, I, I Russ might be an issue. I mean, last year, the Lakers weren't great either. What did they finish last year? They missed the playoffs, right? They got bounced at the end. Uh, and I understand injuries were a thing. Let's see. 2021 20, standings here. I'll pull this up so we can we can all look together. There's no reason to me bogarting the the uh, the Weber the Weber Nets. Yeah. Uh, Lakers were seven. Excuse me. Yeah. Lakers were seven. 
That's right, because they were in the play-in. That's right. So this is not, I mean, they were seven last year, 42 and 30. And oh, I thought I was scrolling up here. What did they win last year? What, I, what, what was that? What was that? Winning percentage of 58% of their games. So this year they are winning. They're 500. So they're, they're, they're down from last year. Um, and, and look, I mean, 14 and a half back. They're not, it's not a crazy distance between them and say the nuggets, but this isn't where that team should be. That team should be a top three, top four team in the West. And they're just not, and they've got issues and they're going to have to figure it out. So good luck to LA. Uh, Walt said Lakers have to make major roster moves by the trade deadline to have a shot at making a run in the West. Yeah. They're going to have to get more cohesive. They're going to have to get better. You're going to have to get rid of Russ. you to probably get rid of Frank Vogel. I've never been a Frank Vogel guy. I didn't understand that signing to begin with. But that's where they're at. That's what they're doing. More power to them, I guess. Uh, so, good question. All right. Back to your sports headline. Damn, I don't have lost the, the sports headlines. We got way off topic there. All right, here we go. Back to your sports headlines. Uh, so, we did the big, big Ben thing. Um... Sources are saying that the Bears are going to hire Colts DC. Uh, Colts DC. What am I, fucking three-year-old? Colts DC make play for. Uh, the Bears will hire Indianapolis Colts defensive coordinator Matt Eberflus as their head coach. Sources to- told Adam Schefter. Okay. I know he's high on the, 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 the coaching um, interview list. A lot of people were big on Eberflus. When you look at what these teams, I think you have to take into account what teams do, which is why it was a little shocking that Dan Quinn got the run he did. But the Cowboys were really good for most of the year. But guys like Matt Eberflus, who, you know, I mean, what were the Colts? Let's let's see where they ranked defensively this year in certain metrics. Because that's, that. I mean, and again, some of it is personnel, right? And some of it is potential. As a head coach, like, what is this guy? What is it? What is the potential? Um, let's just let's just look up what the Colts were statistically on defense as a team. Let's uh, pull this down here because I'm curious if you think, oh, this DC, that's the guy. This is this is our man. This is who we need to have. So here's your defensive leaders points per game. The Colts were oh, that's regular season. Uh, yeah, that's what I want. Regular season. Wait a minute. That can't be the regular season. What's going on? Oh, there we go. That was weird. It had like the postseason or something like that. Uh, Indianapolis Colts. Okay. It's not bad. 21 a game. Right around there with the Chiefs and the Niners and the Cardinals and the Seahawks, Browns, Packers. I mean, it was a middle of the pack kind of deal. Total yards per game, where did the Colts rank? Not that I, I don't necessarily rely on that because you can give up a ton of yards but not give up points and it doesn't matter. Um, okay, 343 yards a game. So, I mean, that's good. They got they got, they got got a guy. They got a guy. Good for them, I guess. I, I don't think he would have been my first choice. But I guess you got to pick somebody. 
So the Bears have hired Eberflus. Bears fans in the chat, you good? You like this? Mark? Mark G? Is Mark G here? I don't think Mark is here. Uh, who's my other Bears fans? Marty? Is Marty here? I don't think Marty is here. Like I said, it's a light day today. Three-hour Thursday, and it's a light day. So, um, hey, Eric, I appreciate you posting the link in there. Much appreciated. Uh, yeah. I would like to hear from the Bears fans. Who is going to pick back up Cully? No. Who would? Why would he? Why would why would David Cully even be? I wouldn't. I'd be like, yeah, I'm, I'm chilling. I get paid for the next three years. I'm good. Nobody. What a dumbass question, Paul. Just kidding. Uh, Vrabel got the Titans gig after having one of the worst defenses in the league. Yeah, well, I think everybody knew that that was a product of this Texans team and not Mike Vrabel. So, there's that. Uh, sources are also saying that the, Bri- the Broncos have chosen a head coach. So, let's see. I'll read you the officials from ESPN. Denver Broncos are hiring Green Bay Packers offensive coordinator Nathaniel Hackett to be their head coach. That's according to ESPN sources. It has been confirmed. Hackett, who has worked with quarterbacks at all phases of development, was scheduled to interview with the Jags on Thursday. But the Broncos stepped in uh, to get a deal done to prevent him from going to Jacksonville. It'll mark Hackett's first in as a head coach, and it becomes Denver's fourth different head coach since the start of the 2016 season. I like this one a little bit better. Here's my concern. You could write this down and, and, and call me on it later if you need to. Zoom out. You could write this down and call me on it later if you need to. But guys like Hackett, you see them producing well in Green Bay. How much of that had to do with Aaron Rodgers, though? You know what I mean? Like, I don't know if I 100,000 million percent would trust a guy that that had an elite level once in a generation talent at quarterback making him look good. I'm not saying that's the only place that he that he uh excelled at. Let's see. Let's pull up his full coaching resume here. Did a lot of internet in today. A lot of internet. In. Let's see. That's not what I wanted. There we go. Go to his wiki page. Joe Pro, I'll bet you a dollar CCC's Cully on vacation. Yeah. They're going to both bump into Ted Cruz. It's about February, right? We'll see if he goes on vacation again this year. Old Teddy boy. Uh, so this says that uh, Hackett's coaching tree, inclu- or his coaching resume, I should say, not coaching tree. UC Davis, Stanford. Stanford, Tampa Bay Bucks, offensive quality control, Bills quality control, Syracuse, Syracuse, Bills offensive coordinator, Jags quarterbacks coach. Man, really sucks when you go from an OC to a quarterbacks coach, quarterback coach, uh, but he got elevated to OC in Jacksonville, offensive coordinator in Green Bay. So there you go. There you go. Yeah, that's that's what's baffling to me, too. There is something wrong with Eric Bieniemy. There is something either that, that time in his past, the way he interviews, maybe Andy Reid is sabotaging him behind the scenes so he doesn't leave. I don't know what's that. Maybe Andy Reid, like, they call Andy for a reference. They're like, hey, Andy, what are you doing? He's like, eating. 
Uh, quick question, man. We wanted to know, like, what are your thoughts on Eric Bieniemy? I mean, you know, if you if you're into that, what does that what does that mean, Andy? Uh, I mean, you know, he's 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 all right. He's he's cool. He's cool. Like, what do you mean he's cool, Andy? We're trying to figure out what's going on here. Yeah, I mean, you know, he does weird stuff. You know, he like he picks his toenails in the middle of coaches' meetings, and he he farts a lot. He's gassy, and uh, well, he's got a smart mouth, and um. I just, I don't know, man. The coaching room is weird with him in there. He's like, you're a great play caller. Brilliant NFL mind. But, you know, if you can just get past the the pet rock collection and the fact that he that he's into sock puppets. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I think something is happening behind the scenes. Why can't this dude get a job? Why are people sabotaging Eric Bieniemy? Or why did he sabotage himself? I don't know. It's got to be Andy Reid. Can we get Andy Reid on the phone? Can I get my producer? Where's my producer? Oh, I don't have one. Can we get a quote from Andy Reid on Twitter? I don't think Andy Reid's on Twitter. I don't think Andy Reid even has more than a flip phone. I, I bet you Andy Reid doesn't even have a flip phone. Andy Reid probably still has a, a, a pager. Andy's like, all right, boys. Welcome to the Kansas City Chiefs. Where greatness excels. If you need me this season, you just page me. If it's important, you put in nine one one. All right. For some of y'all, I'll I'll have to spell that out for you because I know you can't spell nine one one. I will help you though. It's the upside down six and the two stick figures. Coach, what's a six? Okay, Eric, put your hand down. See, I told you he's dumb. You don't want him coaching your team. I don't know. I don't know what's goes on. I have no idea. Eric Bieniemy does not put pineapple on his pizza, Total Dallas. Stop spreading vicious rumors. Also, pineapple on pizza, not terrible. Beans and chili, not bad. Everyone calm down about picky food stuff, okay? It's food. Shove it in your in your talk hole and shut up. Danny Dan said, don't call me between 4 and 7. That's when I'm on the internet. <laughs> Dude, Walter, I miss Andy Reid with the plastic face shield. Man, Chris Rogers, one of the writers for the TV show for Barry on Sports, uh, he had one of the best jokes because when his face shield fogged up, Chris wrote a joke that Andy Reid turned into a freezer door at the grocery aisle on the, on the sidelines. Oh, my God, it was so good. <laughs> Andy's not saying for people to page him 69, truck driver Pookie. What kind of weird world are you living in? Gross. Gross. Andy's like, all right, uh, if you have questions, just fax me your playbook and we'll go over it. And I'll Western Union you back my answers. Like, I don't think Andy Reid is a Andy Reid is still has one of them big ass satellite dishes that you change the channel and the whole dish goes like it's got to rotate to pull in the signal. Hundred percent. Ronald said Andy Reid shared EB's internet history. That's what it was. They found out what Eric's into. Yeah, Andy Reid is old school. Uh, BNME has football Tourette syndrome. He walks around screaming, Omaha! I wonder if he tells people that. That could be. It's very, that very well could be. Virginia Buttonweed said beans and chili. Different from chili being called chili if it includes beans. What does that even mean? What are you what are you saying? 
Yo, Virginia Buttonweed's drunk. Bro, it's only 2.38. We've got a three-hour show today. You can't already be drunk. Uh, that makes no sense. All right. Uh, back to the... Are we going to ever get to these godforsaken sports headlines? Are we? Hey, here's some good news. Maybe good news for you, Cowboys fans. Sources are saying that the Cowboys defensive coordinator, Dan Quinn, is staying put in Dallas. <laughs> huh? Who's excited? Let me pull up the link here so I can read you the particulars. Having interviewed for the head coaching vacancies in Chicago, Denver, Minnesota, Miami, and in New York, defensive coordinator Dan Quinn is returning to the Dallas Cowboys. Sources told Adam Schefter and Diana Russini on Thursday. Source told Schefter that Quinn withdrew his name from consideration for the Bears job, which went to former Cowboys assistant and Indianapolis Colts defensive coordinator Matt Eberflus. According to sources, earlier Thursday, a source said Broncos tabbed Green Bay Packers offensive coordinator Nathaniel Hackett as their head coach. So do you think it was just like Dan Quinn didn't want to be in Miami or Minnesota or New York? And so he was like, nah, if I can't get the Bears or the Bron- or the, the, yeah, the Bears or the Broncos job, I'm out. I don't know. I don't know. Seems weird. Wait a minute. Truck driver Pookie said Virginia Buttonweed eats his corn on the cob long ways. Yeah. It is weird. If you've ever watched Virginia Buttonweed eat corn on the cob, he uses his back teeth. That's all you just need to know about that. What's up, Stephen Luther? What's happening, Playboy? He said, tired of this raggedy-ass job making me late for the show. Hey, homie, it's all good. You're here. That's all that matters. You're, you're, you're present and accounted for. Even if you watch later, you know I don't care. Just the fact that you guys watch is always appreciated. Whether it's live, whether you're late, or whether you watch later on the tubes. So Total Dallas says it's good news. Total Dallas says it's good news. Do you think, do you think, Cowboy fan, do you think Dan Quinn didn't leave because he's like, oh yeah, McCarthy's gone. I'm totes getting promoted. 100%. 100. H-U-N-N-E-R-D. 100%. This job is mine. When they fire this broke-ass dollar store, Andy Reid, Mike McCarthy. Mike McCarthy is really the dollar general Andy Reid. I mean, he kind of is, right? Andy Reid is AOL. He's definitely CompuServe. That's what he is. Uh, ti- I'm going to mess this up. Tiger Stripes Stream. What's up? Totally. That's too many S's. It threw me off. Tiger Stripe Stream said, uh, hi from upstate of South Carolina. Oh, well, welcome to the show. Welcome to the program. Thank you for being here. Much appreciated. If you like what you see, take a look around. I don't know why I'm talking like that. And then uh, and then click follow, homie. Much appreciated. Must be a Clemson fan. Yes, Tiger Stripe Stream has to be a Clemson fan. Is that correct, Tiger Stripe? Is that correct? I'm looking. I'm looking. Maybe LSU? No, nah, it's got to be Clemson. Don't disrespect don't disrespect. Paul said, until Sean Payton takes it, Cowboys job next year after busting first round again. Okay. How do you know Sean Payton is good? He's probably going to go, right? He's probably going to go. Do you really, though, think Sean Payton operates well under Jarrah? You really think Sean Payton is going to operate well under the watchful eye 
It's like the Handmaid's Tale Dallas edition. Under his eye. I don't see Sean Payton being a handmaid. Just laying on the bed while Jerry impregnates him. With his coordinators holding his hands and his legs in the air. I don't think so. I don't, and that's how I feel like it goes in Dallas. That's You know, Jerry's always going to get yes men. McCarthy, Mike McCarthy knew to shut his mouth when he got to Dallas. Uh, the, the clapper, the human clapping machine, Jason Garrett, he knew to shut his mouth when he was in Dallas. Sean Payton's not going to go there and get bossed around and told what to do by Jarrah. Uh, Walt said Dallas has to trade Parsons to New Orleans for Peyton. I mean, how many does he have? Okay, so he's retired, but does he still was he still under contract in New Orleans? Because if that's the case, he can't come out of retirement and go somewhere else. If he still had years left on his deal, then he would have to. I'm assuming, or maybe coaches can leave. I don't know. I wonder how that works on a head coaching contract if he can just leave to a new organization and break his contract. I know assistants can. Assistants always have an out clause. That's how I mean that's just that's the coaching that's the nature of coaching in the NFL and beyond. You're never gonna hold a coach back from getting a promotion. But what about one that quits your team and then wants to come back with a new team? I don't know how that works, to be honest with you. Paul said probably a buyout in, in order, yeah. Okay. He's got three years left. That would be interesting. Well, you know a lot. Does he have to get traded if he wanted to go da- to Dallas or, or get let out or bought out of his contract? Wallace said you can't break the contract. He would have to be traded to a new team. Okay. I want to validate that. How do coach goaching goaching? Really? I'm a head coach. Coaching contracts work in the NFL. Coaching contracts are generally fully guaranteed, meaning the teams are on the hook for paying the remainder of their coach's contract in full if they fire the coach for performance reasons. That's NFL. Teams are usually collecting an offset if they fire a coach who goes on to work somewhere else over the remaining years of his deal. But unless the coach is immediately hired, teams end up paying the coach their millions. Okay, that doesn't help. That's just about firing coaches. And here's more on contracts are crucial. Yeah, yeah. Okay. It's not that important. It's not that important. Jerry could buy the Saints if he wanted to. Now, that's a fact. That's a fact. Walt said they literally have to trade him. Okay. That'd be interesting. Would the Saints, I mean, would Dallas be willing to do that? If you're Jerry, would you Would you do that? No. When's the last time they've traded a head coach? Gruden, right? Gruden was the last head coach to be traded. He was traded from from the Raiders to Tampa, if I'm not mistaken. Right? Was the Raiders or was it the other way around? John Gruden traded. Yeah, he was traded to the Tampa Bay Bucks in 2002 when he led their first led them to their first Super Bowl at the same season. Okay, yeah, that's what I thought. So it has happened. I mean, I knew coaches could be traded. I just didn't know how the contract works. So that's good to know. Uh, I heard earlier Peyton almost was traded to Dallas in 2019, but the deal fell apart. Oh, I did read that. You're right. 
I did read something about that. So Dan Quinn sticking around, though. My balls itch. Got it. Not like a normal itch. It was a, you do with a pinch roll. Guys know. Chicks don't understand. Had to get a little pinch roll going in there. All right, so there's your sports headlines. That took literally half of the goddamn first hour to just to get through the sports headlines. But there's a lot in there. Oh, I, I missed a couple. Uh, Oak State is hiring Auburn's Derek Mason as their new D.C. You recall Derek Mason was the uh, head coach at Vanderbilt for a couple of seasons and didn't fare too well. I think he went like 22 and 50-something and lost both of his bowl games that he made. Uh, but he's considered a defensive wizard. So Oak State has Derek Mason as their new DC. And Francis Ngannou is going to need knee surgery, so he'll probably be out at least nine months. That is according to reports. Boy, if you're the UFC, you got to be pissed. Uncle Dana's already mad that, that Ngannou is being an ass about contracts. And they're going to blame him. Let's be real. If you know the business of MMA and the UFC, you know those fighters are vastly underpaid. Vastly underpaid. There's no union. You're at the mercy of what the UFC wants to do. There's no players union like in the NBA or Major League Baseball or the NFL. You're all individual 1099 contract employees. So, but they're not happy. The crazy thing is there's really nowhere else to go. I mean, Ngannou wants to box. I said he might want to you know, fight Tyson Fury or something like that or He's working with Jake Paul's promoter or whatever, or talk to him or some shit. I don't know. Got a cease and desist from the UFC because their man, his manager talked to the Paul brothers promoters or whatever. It was ridiculous. So Dana's mad, super mad, and doesn't want to pay Nganu because Nganu feels like he's being underpaid and not getting what he's worth. So we'll see. But he's not going to fight for nine months, and he's the heavyweight champ. So that can't make Dana happy either. All right, let's move on. I want to do this. I w- I've been saving this. It's a surprise. It's another web browser thing. But I, I, I had this link. Why is this link not working? Why is this link not working? Uh, Affliction tried for a bit, but uh, yeah, that's true. Um, what did I say? If we wait a year, the pick. If we wait a year, the pick is lower. Probably. I don't know what that means. Okay. So this link, I found this to be interesting. If you're if you're listening on Podbean, you're probably. I mean, I'm going to read what you're what you're about to hear and see and whatnot. But um, yeah, this is we're looking at a web browser. If you're over there listening, Chill Will or Eric Resendez, Titan Hugo, who's also over there? We got four people listening. The Jay Rizzle, what's up, Jay Rizzle? Um, is that no? That's not. That's P Randizzle. I'm sorry. Did Jay Rizzle bounce already? I think he did. I think he did. I wish I could adjust all this over there. What else is over there? What up, man? Uh, yeah, so Chris Reyes is over there. Truck Driver Pookie, the J Rizzle, and E. Eric Resendez is listening live on Podbean. Twitch, we're doing good. We're back up. And, uh, boy, YouTube. YouTube lagging way behind. Niner Gang said, rip Rams. What? So, okay. Oh, hold on, young man. You're not just going to come into this chat. I do love this. This was an article I had that we can talk about. We'll get to that link in just a second. But I do love the fact that, uh, what's her name? 
uh, Matt Stafford's wife is trying to buy up all the tickets so that Niners fans who are invading, I mean, this is an invasion. This is, you know, I mean, they are basically storming the LA Capitol. This is anti-American. They are, we are mad at Russia for doing the same thing that the Niners are doing doing in LA. It's not okay, Niner fan. Listen, you get, you get 10% of the seats and you just, you're going to, you're going to take it. Wouldn't that be freaking hilarious though? Terrence is a Niner gang gang. Uh, That would be hilarious as shit though. If it's the NFC title game and it's a red out in LA. Oh my God. You know, all the, the blood uh, bloods and crips that, you know, like, no, it's gotta be red and blue. Okay. That's too LA. That's too meta. Probably like, let's just not have, it's just going to start a war with the, with the Rams and the Niners. Um, I think it's funny though. LA has a serious fan base problem. A serious fan base problem. One, it's always transplant teams, right? Rams came from St. Louis. The Chargers came from San Diego. The Rams, the Raiders have bounced back and forth. Never feel like the Rams really ever had a team that was theirs. Really theirs. Like they need us, they need a they need to start from scratch. They don't need to move a team there. I don't even know if LA is a basketball city, Niner gang. Have you seen the Clippers and the Lakers as of late? Shit, LA might be a hockey town now. They're definitely a baseball town. They love them some Dodgers, Angels like, I mean, Otani and Mike Trout. I dare say LA is a baseball town. Right now, at this moment. Now they're, they, it's just weird to me. It's just weird to me that they cannot fill a stadium with their own fans. It's baffling. And I, you know what, as funny as I think it is, Hey, let's be real. I don't I remember what, uh, who, uh, Oh, the Rams started in LA. I, why did I think they started in St. Louis? They were started in LA, moved to St. Louis, moved back to LA. For some reason, I thought that the Rams started in St. Louis and moved. Let's see. Los Angeles Rams. Anyways, do you think that the Rams owner really gives a shit if the Niners buy up all the tickets? As long as they sell them all and the Niners pay parking and they buy those nasty ass hot dogs at SoFi Stadium and they, and they, you know, tip the homeless on the way out. I don't think they give a shit. The owners or the ownership group, at least. I don't know. Could be wrong. Let's see. The Rams are a professional American football team based in LA. Uh, they were the Cleveland Rams, Walt, from 1936 to 1945. And then they moved to Los Angeles and became the Los Angeles Rams. And then they moved the, to. Uh, shit. Uh, they moved. Oh, there's Anaheim. Okay, yeah, and then they became the St. Louis Rams from 95 to 2015, and then they moved back to L.A. All right, so they were the Cleveland Rams, the L.A. Rams, the St. Louis Rams. Okay, but that counts. No one, they should be an L.A. team, but they moved away, and maybe, maybe when they moved away, maybe their fan base was kind of like old white dudes. I'm never buying Nikes again, I'll tell you that much. I'm never watching the NFL again. Like when my dad, when they when the Astros traded Nolan Ryan, my dad was like, I'm, this team is dead to me. 
I'm never watching another goddamn Astros game ever again. You don't trade the great Nolan Ryan. And he's such a stubborn old-ass German man that he literally has never watched an Astros game. World Series? Nope. Not doing it. So maybe that's just L.A. as a collective fan base. If y'all move to St. Louis, we're out. Damn. Also, does Cleveland even count? I'm not even reading the rest of that. I'm going to let Jen get on that ass. Uh, <laughs> but the Chargers, I mean, the, the Niners are going to take over L.A. in some form or fashion. It's kind of like if this happened in Houston. I feel like if 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 they were in the same conference and Dallas and the Texans somehow made a conference championship, I feel like Dallas, the, the Cowboys, would have the majority of tickets sold. That's just how it be. That's just how it be sometimes. So welcome to the, to the program, Niner Gang. Appreciate you, man. If you want, you can subscribe to the channel. That would be dope. Hope you make your way back here at some point. Don't leave. You ain't got to leave. I'm just... We're moving on to other topics. Uh, but yeah. <sighs> Jesus, that would be the worst. Wouldn't it, Matt? It really would be the worst. <laughs> Jen said, I was about to say something, but I don't think Wall's comment had malicious intent. Okay. <laughs> he said, I put the rest to protect myself. Listen, Jen's been working out, okay? Jen ain't taking shit from nobody. She's on her Peloton. Yeah. She's about to start, start whooping ass around here, Okay. All right, uh, let's keep rolling with some other topics. Let's see here. Oh, what we're going to do, the overtime rules. I think this is kind of interesting. Uh, where the hell did it go? Okay, why is that there? So this was pretty interesting. 11 intriguing proposals for new NFL overtime rules, according to frustrated fans and experts. So I was like, I, now look, I, in, 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 um, what is the word? I haven't read these yet. I wanted this to be organic. So I, I saw the link. I thought, oh, this would be cool. The chat and I can read these together and give our honest opinions about what we're seeing live. So chat, read along, play along. I want your thoughts. I'll give you mine. I don't know what these are. At the end, what we'll do is we'll pit settle on the best one. All right. So uh, Nate Silver has one. This is a good idea. How about the NFL adopts the college football overtime system, but with touchdowns only the coin flip doesn't matter. Each team uh, in each overtime teams get one possession each from the opponent's 25 yard line, touchdown or bust, no field goals, no safeties, no defensive touchdowns in the first OT. There's no conversion attempt in subsequent overtimes, mandatory two point conversion. Okay. Andrew clay, Sir, you have never been more wrong in your entire dumb, adult, stupid life. I love you to death. This may have been the dumbest thing you've ever said, and you're the smartest person I know, besides my wife and like 138 other people. But you're up there. Overtime is broken, Andrew. The fact that Josh Allen doesn't get to touch the football in that game may be one of the greatest playoff games of all time and you got josh allen sitting on the sidelines during an l it's broken that is not good look i I bitched about this on sports right andrew go get your get your little typing fingers ready because i I, you and i are going to argue for a second okay here's the deal name me another sport where both teams don't get an opportunity i'll wait do you have soccer if you can get the ball 
baseball, you get you get your bottom half of the inning or top half, whatever it is. Basketball, it's a full quarter. Everybody's going to get the ball. I mean, unless you suck on offense, you turn it over all the time. Every soccer. Soccer, for goodness sake. Well, they just ended a tie like morons. Literally every other sport allows both teams to participate in the extra period or extra time. Except football. Football's like, sorry. You just don't get to play. But if your defense was good, you could. What? That's so stupid. So stupid. So Andrew said, technically one team in hockey can win without touching the puck. Especially in the three-on-three era. What? Uh, you talking about an own goal? <laughs> okay, but you but you understand my point. They have opportunity. They, they, they're on the ice for both offense and defense. Football is literally the only sport I can think of that doesn't give people, both sides, the opportunity to put points on the board and win or tie the game again. What's Joe Pro saying? Um, so Andrew said, I mean, an OT, one team doesn't have to touch the puck. Win the OT face off and score. Oh. Yeah, but they're on but they they're the opportunity is there to be on offense. You you understand that, right? The same thing with basketball. Oh, you just get it and Get steals all the but but the opportunity is there. Josh Allen, that offense never ever had an opportunity. The Chiefs went down and scored, and that was ball game. And we saw in the fourth quarter and in the game that was a back and forth game. That game was not done. Do I think Josh Allen takes his team down and scores a touchdown? Maybe. I mean, there was no Tyron Matthew, and that's why that you know their defense was a little more sus on the back end. Just say it, man. You got to give both teams equal opportunities if you're going to have an overtime. Otherwise, just let it be like penalty kicks in soccer. Just put a ball on the 50. Like You know what you should do? Same time penalty kicks. You put two balls on the 50 on each hash mark. Now, you flip the coin, whoever wants to pick which hash mark they're on. Okay? And then you the the referee blows the whistle and you have to a count of 5 to get the kickoff from the 50 if you both make it you do it you you move back 5 yards do it again i think this see this would be way more fun than this dumbass huh, well we just saw patrick mahomes and them go down and score it's great super we we saw that we knew that because i promise you this too i would be making the same argument if the bills had won the coin toss and Josh Allen and the Bills went down and scored, and it was ball game, I would be bitching about the same thing. How do you leave the best offense in football on the sidelines and never give them a shot? That makes no sense. VB said either make it another quarter or leave it alone. Everything else is overthinking it. No, it's not. No, it's not. Let's get back to this. Let's get back to these. Uh, it's okay to be wrong, Virginia Buttonweed, and old. And smell like menthol cigarettes. Um, they should have called heads. Oh my God, she man, shut up. Niner Gang said Chiefs are going to be dealt with. Good luck, fam. Hmm. Better deal with the Rams first. I think you got a better shot of dealing with the Rams than you do the Chiefs, if I'm being honest. All right, so that was Nate Silver's idea. 
I don't mind it. All right, idea number two. This is from Five Point Vids. Five Points Vids? Okay, whatever. New NFL overtime rule. Both teams get the ball. First touchdown must go for one. Opposing touchdown must go for two or if or one if the other team missed their extra point. Uh, I don't like that that much. But I do like that both teams get the ball. Just play your normal rules. That Now that's where you're overcomplicating it. Now, both teams get to go, and then the head coaches rock, paper, scissors, and then it's you play big bang, take a little bank, whoever's actually got cash in their pocket, so the coaches better bring some cash out before the game starts because you never really know. And then what you're going to do is you're going you're gonna to draw straws and we'll do some laps. That's nah, just play football. Uh, Xavier Pope. His idea was new NFL overtime rules. Each team gets a possession unless a defensive score. Then sudden death. No point afters. Each team must go for two on touchdown drives. I think the defensive score kind of makes sense. Because the whole point is you just want to give both offenses and have to see both defenses. So, yeah, I do agree with VB. That last one was way overthought. But I think, okay. Uh, let's say you flip a coin. Who's going to be on offense first? Not who gets the ball sudden death, but who's going to get be on offense first, right? So the Chiefs win. If the Bills would have intercepted Patrick Mahomes and ran it back for a touchdown, that's a ball game. Because you don't need to see their offense. But the Chiefs offense had a chance and blew it. So I'm good with that. A defensive score wins. But both offenses should see the field. Period. Period. And then after a couple, you go for twos, and it's that easy. <laughs> so now I said, okay, so you get a deck of cards, and we're going to play Slapjack. Y'all remember Slapjack? <laughs> All right, uh, what else is on this list? Let's see what other dumbass ideas the internet has. LOL. These two are fun. New overtime rules. First idea. Instead of overtime, we have both backup quarterbacks compete in the quarterback challenge contest. Second idea. You have a field goal contest. Start at the 20 and keep moving back 10 yards until one kicker misses. I kind of like that. The Ravens would never lose in overtime, though. But I don't like the... That first one's just funny, but that second one... I think you could get down to that eventually. All right, I think this should be the new NFL overtime rule. Five minutes of seven on seven. Punt, pack, punt pass and kick contest, home run derby, rock, paper, scissors. All right, now you're just in my head. Get out of here. Number five from the ringer piece. This has so many possible solutions. Here we go. Play the entire period, 10 minutes in the regular season, 15 in the playoffs. This is the simplest solution and perhaps the most tempting to anyone who is, who is exhausted just by reading these options, never mind hearing refs explain them in 2017, the league shortened overtime to 10 minutes in the regular season. 2018, there were two ties in the first two weeks of the season. The cons of that are if reading these entries has been exhausting. Imagine playing a 75-minute football game in sub-zero weather. Yeah, football's dangerous enough. I get that. Uh, Tuesday, Yahoo report. A hybrid of the pro and college version. Place the ball in the offensive zone 20. Go from there. Each team gets a possession until one scores more than the other. It's not perfect, and it could lead to some extended play. But what it does do is give both teams equal opportunity without turning the game into something it, was, it wasn't for the previous 60 minutes. I like that. There's nothing wrong with that. That was my suggestion. Go college rules. Except I think start on the other 25. Or maybe start at the 50. 
if you think on the on your own 25 is too far to go 75 yards to score, start on your own 50. I think starting on the 25 in today's NFL, no. You just, no. Just, that's just a gimme field goal, too. Like, you got to earn a first down or some shit if you want points. Uh, blend the NFL and college rules. We got that. This seems like it would work. This was from inflation. Okay. Proposed new overtime rules for the NFL. Coin flip. Play 10 minutes. No sudden death. No timeouts. Team that falls behind must score to win outright. Last team to lead wins and tie. Wins a tie at end of OT. Okay. Yeah. Um, proposed new overtime rules. Each team gets one possession. Must go for two if they score. If it's still tied, team rotate two-point conversion attempts until there's a winner. That's a shorter way to do it, but at least both offenses are on the field. I don't mind that. CBS Sports said under these rules uh, has a list of three possible solutions. Uh, one team would choose the yard line where the overtime drive starts, and the other team would choose whether they want to play offense or defense. Ooh. I think I've heard this one before. Who proposed this? One of these analytical nerd types proposed this. <sighs> Who was it? Um, what's up, Titan Hugo over on the pod B. Thank you for being here, buddy. Jay Rizzle still hanging out. Thank you for being here. Eric Resendez, Chris Reyes, truck driver Pookie. Uh, Titan Hugo. Uh, I Somebody I remember suggesting this. And they said, you, you, you get to pick the yard line you start on, but the other team gets to pick whether they want offense or defense. So in other words, you're like, oh, if I w- I pick five yard line, ain't nobody picking defense at them. You're go- okay. Well, we'll go on offense if we're starting on our own five. Most teams are going to pick the fifty, you know, the opposite side of the 50, 45 or something like that on the other side, and assuming that the other team's going to want the ball first. So for instance, if Team A and Team B were playing in overtime, Team A wins the coin toss. It would pick any spot. I can't. I'm on the wrong window. Black nabbit. Come here. Flip flarn. Flack a rack em. All right. Here we go. Uh, so, for instance, if Team A and Team B were playing in overtime, Team A won the coin toss. It'd pick any spot on the field where the first drive of OT would start. If it picked the 10 yard line, 90 yards away from the end zone, Team B would get to choose whether it wanted to play offense or defense. The overtime is the, uh, the overtime in this proposal would be a 10 minute sudden death period. The other rules would be the same as they are now. If a team scores a touchdown on its first drive, they win. But if they kick a field goal, the game continues. This rule would take the coin flip out of overtime. I, I mean, it's not, it's a, it's a, it's an improvement. It's still sudden death. It's not bad. Uh, I think the new NFL overtime rule should be each team gets one offensive series. Then afterwards we add up their air yard separation and, Passer rating to find out who is the best at football that day. What a dumbass idea. Hey, Matt, delete your account. Moron. I don't even know, man. I'm sure he's a great dude. These are great rules. This is from another Matt. This is probably stupid. Matt's are dumb in general. I've learned most Matt's are idiots. Uh, and if <laughs> every Matt in the chat's like, hey, what the? Come on, man. Uh, new NFL overtime rules just dropped. All right, this is obviously fake. Obs. Don't go to overtime. Simply outscore your opponent during regulation. <laughs> Man, you're so clever. You had 60 minutes already. Whole lot of time is just to win the game. <laughs> Matt's a card. You're such a card, Matt. 
Listen to the man yelling at his TV. He's screaming past to digs and get a stop and whatnot. Could have scored more touchdowns. Could have also prevented your opponent from scoring touchdowns. Yeah, you could have not given up a field goal in 13 seconds. That that, that would have been super handy. That would have been super handy. All right, there you go. So which one do you like the most? Chat or throw out your own dumbass idea? I'll entertain it. I'll tell you how stupid you are. Throw it on out there. Amos said, none of these even sound like football. Okay, Amos, what's your big solution? It, and it's it can't be status quo because we've established the status quo is broken. And if you don't believe that, your name must be Matt and you're a moron. What's up, No None? Good to see you, buddy. No None says, Celio, all games are were uh, unequal possessions in OT, no manipulation, just bad system. <laughs> what is Celio saying? Um... He said, make less mistakes in regulation and you don't have to worry about overtime, like doing a squib kick to work the clock. Now that's, get a stop. I get all that. I get all that. But both teams could can point that out too, right? Robert likes beers. Idea says backup QB has hot dog eating contest on the 50 yard line. No, thanks. Truck driver Pookie said, read mine on Podbean." All right. Um, best. Oh, so here's truck driver Pookie's idea for overtime. What's up, Punisher? Welcome to the pod being live, sir. We are a video show broadcasting live on Twitch and YouTube. Hey guys. Uh, but you're welcome to listen live. And I, occasionally I try to get into the chat and make sure I pay attention to you guys. Um, so truck driver Pookie's idea for overtime is best of three barefoot races from end zone to end zone and at least one race needs to have a quarterback no no tdp that's the stupidest truck is your name matt truck driver pokey no listen i'd like okay i like a race i'd be good with that but it's got to be linemen we're not we're not letting we're not letting josh allen and patrick mahomes race no I want to see you get to pick the opponent's participant. How about that? If we're going to do a foot race, if we're going to do a foot race, I'm going to do this stupid ass idea. You get to pick the opponent's racer, runner, sprinter. Or wouldn't it be great if the coaches had to race? <laughs> Could you see Andy Reid? <laughs> They'd be like, all right, Andy. You and Sean McDermott, <laughs> you're going to go go line to go line, eh, dog? Andy would be like, you know what? We'll get him next year. I'm not. <laughs> Andy, go. You got to run. If you run and you beat him, we, we go on to the AFC title game. And he's like, no, I'm good. i tell you what it would do. I bet teams would stop hiring all these fat-ass coaches. See, a lot NFL coaching would get a yacht, lot younger. And I bet you, oh, I'm just saying, I bet there'd be more black coaches too. We all know white boys are slow as shit. <laughs> Man, every coaching position in football. This, I just, guys, I just solved the racial inequities in the NFL. I'm a genius. I'm a goddamn genius. <sighs> Taking the rest of the show off. You know, we solve a lot of racial problems on this show. We learned that white people won't stop using the term Latin X, which is a stupid ass term to begin with. 
the show is changing the world. One dumbass show at a time. Shoes. I hate these shoes. Listen, I love my Yeezys. My little Yeezys here. But God damn, they come untied a lot. I need to get one of those plastic things. Andy Reid didn't die, Total Dallas. Tony the Handsome said I'm Truman X. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a militant. I'm not going to lie. Uh, the problem with addressing this now is everyone wants to relate it to the Bills-Chiefs game, but the OT system sucks regardless on regulation time. That's true. Yeah, it's not just about this, but but here's the thing, Walt. Cully versus Rams coach. Yeah, right. Uh, <laughs> Eric said, this is why he doesn't read our stuff over at Podbean because truck driver Pookie's over here with stupid ass ideas. Although I like the foot race idea now. It, it's got legs. Oh, oh come on. Dad joke. Let's go. Woo. Come on. Are you shitting me? Just got a dad joke pun in there for no reason. Yeah, but to Walt's point, it, it's only amplified. The need to fix it is only amplified because of the game, but that's the point. One of the greatest, if not the greatest NFL playoff game, at least in recent history. I mean, sure, we may have missed like, you know, I don't know, the Mud Bowl of 1908. Some bullshit dumbass game. But in the modern era of football, this was one of, I honestly, and I'm not, this isn't recency bias or hyperbole or any of that. It was literally one of the best playoff games I've ever watched. Ever. I'm 47. And so when you see it end like that, I, you know, if the Chiefs would have just won it in overtime, I'd have been good with that. You know, everybody has a chance. Then you bitch about getting a stop and all that. So I think the magnitude of the game is why this is such a bigger deal. So, um, I, I by the way, I just want to point out too, I love that the chat, so we got a great community here. Uh, Titan Hugo said Saints versus Minnesota, Case Keenum, Hail Mary, touchdown. No. No. It does not beat this game. Uh, but I love that we have some arguments between Cilio and No Nun. And uh, it's just, uh, I I dig it. I like that. That's what this is about. Get in there and state your case. Argue amongst yourselves. Amos said you can't play forever. Injuries mount up. You have less chance of winning the following week. Uh, I get it. It could change. I wouldn't change anything. I know the injury stack uh, could start to add up. But I think there has to be some fairness. And like I said, maybe it's you get each, each team gets one possession. And if, if you both score a touchdown or you both don't score, you both kick a field goal or whatever, then you go to some sort of system of now it's sudden death. But just that rule of a touchdown is sudden death, I don't like it. I don't like it. So maybe offense, you know, the Chiefs get the ball first, they score a touchdown. The, the Bills should at least get the ball. And then they score a touchdown. Now, now it goes to sudden death. I would much prefer that. I would much prefer that because if the bills don't go down and score, they lost fair and square. If they do go down and score and then it becomes sudden death, you know, the rules get a stop at that point. I'm with you. Get a stop. I agree with that. So, um, does overtime, what does it say? Does over, does overtime even happen enough for this to be a big deal? 
In the playoffs, it should be a big deal. It really should be a big deal. A regular season, I'm fine with the rule as is. I really am. I don't give a shit about the regular season. You tie, you tie. I don't care. You lose in the regular season, I don't care. But when you're talking about advancing to the NF- to the AFC title game, one game away from the Super Bowl, and Josh Allen never takes the field in overtime, that's a problem. That's a problem for the league. Not just Buffalo. So, uh, flip said, add an extra quarter and go back to 16 games. Ah. Wouldn't it be great if you had both offenses and both defenses on the field at the same time? Let's just see what happens there. You get one side of the ball is your offense and your defense. There's two balls side by side. Let's just see if we can complicate this. It would make this just as weird as possible. Every, nobody has on pants. Just dongs flopping around. All right, now it got weird. I'm not doing that. No, watch. I'll tell you what. I'm not watching that game. Huh? Make me sick. All right, so that was a cool article. I'm glad you guys humored me on that. I know some of y'all get a little weirded out when we get in deep dive into stuff and spend a little time on topics. Uh, what else do we want to talk about? Let's see here. Oh, let's do the, the coaching vacancy rumor thing. So somebody rated the coaching vacancies. Get your thoughts on this. We haven't really, I mean, I think I've kind of rated them, but with new ones out and whatnot, uh, this is a, boy, this is an internet web browser heavy show today. I don't mind it. Change Barry's name to Matt. <laughs> Welcome to Matt on deck. By the way, if you guys are new to the program, please make sure you follow. If you're on YouTube, if you're on Twitch, please make sure you, uh, or excuse me, please make sure you follow on Twitch. Hit that subscribe button on YouTube. Uh, much appreciated. Come on back. We have a good time. We do this every single day, Monday through Thursday from 2 to 4 p.m. And on Fridays from 11 to 1. But I'm only on Twitch on Fridays. No YouTube. So if you have a, if you don't have a Twitch account, get you one made. But we've been rocking this episode number 409 of the show. Thank you, Paul. Yeah, make sure you like the stream as well. That always helps. All right, so this is the coaching vacancies ranked according to the score. And the writer... Chow Miari. I don't know. Alex Chippen. David Woods. How many people do they need to rank this shit? I mean, I could have done this for them in 10 minutes. This ain't that hard. Alex and Kyle and David. All right, here we go. No surprise. Number nine on the list, the Houston Texans. Nobody wants to be here. Nobody likes Jack Easterby. Nobody likes Cal McNair. Houston traffic sucks. The weather sucks. The housing market is great. There's jobs here. But if you're a head coach, you don't give a shit about any of that. This organization is a joke. And right now, right now, I will just, I'm just going to tell you, this might hurt your feelings here in Houston. Worst run and worst organization in football. That includes the Lions, the Jets, the Giants. All of them. They might be the worst run organization in sports right now. Yeah, I mean that. And that includes the USFL teams. All right, that's too far. So number nine is the Texans. They the, Listen to the pros. This is how bad it is. Hey, the pros on why you'd want this job? Why, Davis Mills outperformed his rookie quarterback predest- uh, opponents like Lawrence and Zach Wilson. Well, whoop the shit. 
and you get the third overall pick in the draft. A a non-QB heavy draft, and you need a QB more than anything draft. Yeah, cool. Whoop-de-doo. I mean, the cons, we could sit here forever. Very little talent. Deshaun situation. Pervasive organization dysfunction. David Culley fired after one season. And by the way, I got sent an email from um, a, not a marketing firm. What's a PR company? I get PR. It's still from the radio. It sucks, man, because when you do radio, your your name and your email gets passed around. And when you spend seven years in radio, you end up getting a lot of bullshit emails and you end up on a lot of PR lists. And I got an email yesterday or today about Ed Reed was on a podcast. I don't know who it was. Hold on. Let me see if I can find the email here. I might have deleted it because I delete a lot of that shit. I'm just like, I don't give a shit what Ed Reed had to say. But this one, I was like, oh, 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 hold on. Hold on. So Ed Reed joined the Great Dane Nation. Has anyone, okay, chat. One if yes, five if no. Has anyone ever heard of the Great Dane Nation podcast? The Great Dane Nation podcast. Apparently, it's Morton Anderson's podcast. Morton Anderson has a podcast? Does he even know English? I think that's the rules, right? In order to have a podcast, you have to know English? I don't know. I don't know. I'm just making shit up. It's ridiculous. But this is what Ed Reed said about uh, the Houston Texans organization on the great Dane pot. He said a lot of shit about the Ravens and kids and football and the current NFL product is watered down and you take shots at head coaches and uh, where'd it go long on Houston Texans experience, terrible organization run by quote old Southern mentality. That's Ed Reed talking about, the Houston Texans. It's a mess, and people know that. And these young cats are just here for the check. You better get it fixed. You better get it fixed, or else you're always going to be ninth on the list of coaching searches. All right, number eight is the New Orleans Saints. This surprised me a little bit, but the lack of quarterback. Uh, they're going to be $75 million over the cap. Taysom Hill and Ian Brooks, or Ian Book, are their quarterbacks. Division rivals lack long-term quarterback options. That's a plus. Desirable city to live in. That's a plus. Top 10 defense. That's a plus. Number seven on the list is the Dolphins. Tua uh, is a positive. I'm going to disagree there. I'll let our resident Dolphin fan, Philip Barnard, tell me that. Projected to have $66 million in salary cap space entering free agency. Dysfunctional organization, owner st- um, which has become the norm under owner Stephen Ross. So... There's that. If they'll fire Brian Flores, you know, they'll probably fire whatever new head coach they bring in. Number six on this list is the Bears. This surprised me. I think I would move the Dolphins ahead of the Bears, even though it's a weird organization. I'd probably move the Saints ahead of the Bears. I would go Texans-Bears. Justin Fields showed flashes, projected to have $34 million in salary cap in the cons and no first-round picks. Giants are five. Major market. Tracks big names. Pair of top 10 draft picks in 2022. Those were both really good reasons. 
Several bad contracts on the books, projected to be $5 million over the cap. Local media is far less friendly to coaches than most other markets. Well, get some thick skin. You'll be okay. Number four, Minnesota Vikings. I still think this is the best job on the market, and I've told you guys why. If Aaron Rodgers leaves that, <laughs> Stephen the Weather Guy said shitty logo. If Aaron Rodgers leaves Green Bay and goes outside of that division, that Vikings job becomes very intriguing. And there's talks that Devontae Adams leaves Green Bay if Aaron goes. They want to team up together in Denver, possibly. But in Minnesota, you got patient, stable ownership. Kirk Cousins provides quarterback stability. We talked about the fact he had a very underrated year. Elite young talent at offensive skill positions. Defense needs rebuilding, and they're going to be $12 million over the cap in 2022. It's easy to fix caps ish, cap issues in football when you're that close. It really is. It sounds stupid, but it's a lot easier to, to fix cap issues. In the NFL. Now, you got to be ahead of it a little. You got to start letting go of people a year or two out because they're dead money. But you can get out of cap hell a lot faster, I think. Whereas somewhere like the NBA, you get into a bad contract like Russ or John Wall, and you're just stuck shuffling cards around. You're just moving money around. You're never really getting rid of it. Um, Arthur said needs work on offense. Arthur said solid defense just needs some significant work on offense. Um, this is your Dolphins, I'm guessing. Get an offensive mind on board that can turn that around. Miami went uh won't have a turn on the 0-7 skid into a 7-0 run. Yeah. There you go. Paul said Denver. Uh-oh. Put that up there. Denver doesn't have much cap space for both Rodgers and Adams and then all the good QBs in that division. Yeah, what is Denver's cap space? Yeah, we'll get to that. Yeah, $44 million in salary cap space entering free agency. Well, way to jump ahead, Paul. Run the show, why don't you? All right, so that's Minnesota at four. Jacksonville's number three. I disagree with this wholeheartedly. Patient owner. He's also an idiot. Low-pressure market. I mean, Shaq Khan's a nice guy, but he's, he's maybe too nice. You know, you need a little bit of asshole to be an NFL owner. Low-pressure market, yeah, no one gives a shit in Jacksonville. It's just a bunch of blue hairs and hillbillies. Both of them are just happy to be alive at this point. Sorry, people in Jacksonville, if that offended anybody. Once you guys get wind of this, when uh, they don't have internet, so it's not like they're hearing this. But once somebody plays them this on a, on a phonograph or some shit, they're going to they're gonna lose it. Lose it. They're going to get on their horse. They're going to ride around in anger. All right. Uh, Trevor Lawrence on a rookie contract for four more years. It's not a bad thing. Just, I mean, look, Josh Allen, his first year wasn't great. I mean, you all think it was that bad. I'd like to see. I wonder what Josh Allen's numbers compare like to Trevor Lawrence their first year. Does anyone give a shit about that besides me? Probably not. But guess what? Get your own show. Another squirrel moment. We'll get this lined up here. Uh, pro football reference. Where's Josh Allen? There we go. Okay, we're going to get through this and then we're going to compare. Uh, they've got $61 million in salary cap space. They have the first overall pick in 2022. The problems are very little talent on the roster. Expectations in Lawrence must be tempered after poor rookie season. And you're in a division where you're probably not going to be competitive for a while. Number two on the list, the Vegas Raiders. They think this is the second best position. I just don't understand it, but okay. 
Derek Carr provides quarterback stability, strong locker room culture. I mean, definitely resilient. Resilient's a word I would use for sure. When you consider all the shit that they had to overcome this season. No bad long-term contracts on the books. Owner likely to give head coach, not general manager, final say over roster. All right. And the cons of overachievement in 2021 could lead to unreasonable expectations. Roster lacks young rising stars. Must contend with Mahomes and Herbert. To me, that's the big thing about this. Depending on what Denver does at their quarterback situation. Because they've got a ton of money. If Denver brings in Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams follows him. Now you're the head coach out in, in Las Vegas. And you're going and fighting this division every year with Derek Carr. Meanwhile, you're going up against Mahomes, Herbert, and possibly somebody like Aaron Rodgers. No, and I know Aaron's old. I know he's not going to be. He's not. He's not Tom Brady esque. I don't think he takes care of his body. I mean, he's using horse tranquilizers for God's sake. Joe Rogan said it was okay. It must be. Oh, we're going to get to the Neil Young story too, and NBA Young Boy. Um. But this, these two, these two being the number, you're in a really tough division. Depending on what each of these two teams does at the quarterback position and does at the head coaching position, seriously, think about that. Because we're talking about Vegas and we're talking about Denver. They were the they were the other one on this list. They were the last one, and they were picked as number one. Now I want you to think about that because there's a lot of shit that could happen. There's the discussion. And here's the here's the marks for Denver. Ownership is in flux. Next owner won't necessarily be tied to this coaching regime. That's a pro. Deep talented offense, just missing quarterback as final piece. Extra picks in the second and third round. Projected 44 million in cap space. The cons, no franchise QB. And you got to deal with Mahomes and Justin Herbert in the division. Those are big cons. Make no mistake about it. Those are bigger issues than they're they're giving credit to. But you do need a quarterback. And if you take that head coaching job, what are you going to do? Well, as I told you yesterday, my source tells me Deshaun Watson wants to be in a warm weather city. Well, where's a warm weather city that might be looking for a quarterback, head coaching, Vegas? Could you imagine if Watson goes to Vegas and just, just pie in the sky? Just hear me out. Watson goes to Vegas with Brian Flores. And gets Derek Carr gets traded to Houston. Houston people melt down because there's another car quarterback. Vegas gets its franchise QB and coach. Watson gets to play in a warm weather city. LA, uh, Vegas has a everything he likes that he's into is free and legal. Not free, but legal. Um. So so then Denver's like, oh really? Okay. And Denver goes out and and gets Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams with their cap space. And then uh, they, they got to go get a coach. Who would they go get? They go, uh, I don't know. They, they dig up Joe Walt. No. So Denver goes out and gets a good. Could you imagine that division? If those were the four quarterbacks, Herbert, Mahomes, Watson, and, and uh, Aaron Rodgers. Holy shit. But that's the scary part about being in that division. That's why I don't understand why those are one or two. Doesn't make any sense to me. Don't doesn't make any sense to me. I don't like it. Not one bit. I don't like it. Uh, all right. We're so real quick. We're going to compare Josh Allen's first year versus Trevor Lawrence's first year. Let's see how they stack up here. Let's see. Get this over here. 
So this is the game log. I want I want year one. Let's see, 2018. Man, has Josh Allen really been around since 2018? God, it seems like longer than that. All right, Trevor Lawrence's first year. All right, so it's first year in the league. Trevor Lawrence, 71 rating, 12 touchdowns, 17 interceptions. Played in 17 games. Josh Allen, let's see. So he was, what was his interception touchdown ratio? 12 touchdowns, 17 interceptions. And he threw for 3,641 yards. Josh Allen's first year, he missed four games because he was inactive. Damn it, Buffalo. 2,000 yards, 10 touchdowns, 12 interceptions. Had a 67.9 passer rating. Okay. Uh, 71.9 rating. I wonder what, what his second year was. Let's just compare his second year just so we can see. Uh, was that his first full season to get? Yeah, he got full 16 games. <clears throat> he had, what the hell? Oh, 20 touchdowns, nine interceptions, 3,000 yards. Well, really turned it around. Trev's got some work to do. But, I mean, Josh Allen's numbers out the gate weren't impressive. So, I, my point is, I'm not telling you Trevor Lawrence equals Josh Allen, by the way. Just saying it's way too soon. Way too soon to be poo-pooing. Trevor Lawrence is a viable NFL quarterback. I'm not saying he's going to be great. Walton, I know you're not necessarily saying it, but I really see don't see Denver as some ultra-talented team that only needs a quarterback. They have a few pieces, but halfway decent teams. Uh, but what halfway decent, decent team doesn't? Yeah, you know, Walt, everyone going into the season was like, well, Denver's just a quarterback away from the Super Bowl. And defensively, they were really good. And they play in a tough division, but defensively, they, even when they got rid of Von Miller, didn't miss a beat defensively. Offensively, I think they have some talent, but I feel like these writers and some of these talking heads blow it up a little bit more than 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 maybe I understand or agree with. And maybe that's what you're talking about on the on the offensive side of the ball. But if they were to add that duo from Green Bay, which there was discussions, they're trying to link up in Denver. I know you guys think I'm just making that shit up, but that was a real story, a real rumor. Could you imagine? I think then, 100%. Um, Paul said, I think they have great skill positions as well. well yeah, what is, I gotta go look at their death chart. Let's see. I don't know why I keep going to that. Uh, ESPN, go to Denver's depth chart. Okay, let's take a look. See here. Bridgewater lock. Okay, so we know, we know. Melvin Gordon, okay. Jerry Judy, yeah. Cortland Sutton, Tim Patrick. Uh, any of these, I mean, no offense, legit. O-line looks good. But yeah, I mean, the receiving core isn't... Uh, Cortland Sutton's good. I wonder, like, receiving yards-wise. Let's see. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Let's see. Stats. 
receiving yards. Now, obviously, with Teddy Bridgewater, so Gordon won't be back. Okay. Javante's going to be a, a, a beast of a back. Fan is a tight end. And yeah, Judy and Sutton are wide receivers. Paul, you a Denver guy? Is that is that how you know this so quickly off the cuff? Um. So yeah, th- this this isn't like a murderer's row to Walt's point. And if Gordon's not going to be back, they're going to have to do something. But yeah, Javante Williams, nine hundred three yards over seventeen games, averaged four point four, which was the same kind of production you were getting from Melvin Gordon. All right. Doesn't look like he has a case of the fumbles. So I think though, I think though that Denver, it's not like you're stepping into a, a situation like in Jacksonville or Houston or New York. Denver is much more uh ready to win than a lot of these other teams. So all right. That was the overtime rules and the head coaching vacancies. Let's do a little non-sports. Let's talk a little non-sports action because I got some stuff for you guys. Get rid of these headlines. I don't want to talk that AB thing. We'll go to that. There is a war taking place in the podcast universe and first I want to say Neil Young's neck is scary to look at don't know if he's had any surgeries or cancer or other issues he looks like uh, if Sam Adams and a turkey had a baby Neil Young looks like he he looks like an old 1800s rancher that stores his food in his jowls. Joe Rogan is fit. So here's what happened in case you don't know. But them chops is legit. Oh, I didn't even get to the eyebrows. Yeah. Neil Young has more hair on his eyebrows than than Joe Rogan does on his head. Still don't know. That's a weird looking jawline and neck. That's all I'm going to say. Josh said, look at them chops. Uh, So if you didn't hear what happened, Neil Young has had it up to his neck with Joe Rogan. He's had it up to his eyebrows with his lies and his bullshit that he spreads about COVID and vaccines and ivermectin and all this shit. These are Neil Young's words, not mine. I mean, he didn't say all that, but that's basically what he said. He basically issued an ultimatum to Spotify. Neil Young came out and said, listen, it's him or me. And Spotify goes, hey, we're going to miss you, bro. He was like, wait, what? He basically, Neil Young had the balls. The balls to tweet. Can't have both. It's Rogan or Young. I want my, no, he said, I want my music taken down right now off of Spotify for the lies that Joe Rogan purports and spreads all over America and the world and the universe and beyond. 
and all the multiverses of Marvel, the DC. So he literally says, I want my music taken down off Spotify because it's either Rogan and he literally says it's Rogan or Young. And legitimately Spotify was like, bye, bitch. Like, no hesitation. None. CC made it. CC. What's up, girly girl? How are you, boo-boo? Hope you're enjoying yourself. Oh, that was the wrong one. There we go. Yeah, he made it first. Not first, CC. First in our hearts, for sure. First in our hearts. Joel said Neil died on that hill. Boy, did he, Joel. Boy, did he. You ever, like, that's when I did that to Nora when we first started dating, like, three months into our relationship. I was like, hey, I think I just need some space. She was like, all right, cool, peace, and got up. And I was like, no, 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 She did the takeaway on me. Neil, I think Neil was feeling himself, if we're being honest. I think Neil was like, Neil damn young. Do y'all know who I am? I'm Neil damn young. By the way, I feel like Neil Young only became famous because Leonard Skinner talked about him in their song, right? Like he got a a 1960s shout out. Well, I heard Neil Young sing about her. Ooh, 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 now we all did what we could do. And Neil was like, yeah, buddy. I'm in their heads. Because Neil Young's like a hippie, right? He talks shit about the South and Alabama, rightfully so. Uh, Sean, you've never heard of either of them? Never heard of Leonard Skinner? You call yourself a white person. <laughs> uh, so Neil Young says he wants his music off Spotify. It's either Joe Rogan or he or him. And uh, Spotify says, boy, we're going to miss you. It's been nice knowing you, Neil. And, and then come to find out, come to find out, Neil Young, 60, 60% of his income right now comes from streaming on Spotify. Not a COVID cough. <laughs> Mimi said, yeah, what's up, Mimi? Mimi's like, Spotify's like, bye-bye. And he's like, oh, no, no, seriously? Hello? Guys, the door's locked. He's trying to get back into Spotify. Hey, guys. Guys, the door's locked. He's all trying to look in the window. He sees like through a little crack. He sees Rogan in there. Just getting blown by all the Spotify execs. Are all just, He's just mainlining ivermectin and fucking horse tranquilizers. be great sean said i'm not white i'm mixed yeah you're white mixed with albino if you have white in you you it's in the bylaws i don't care if you're one fourth cracker you have to know who leonard skinner is it's in the goddamn bylaws sean i don't make the rules all right I just turned down my microphone. That was weird. See, at least I noticed this time. I'd have gone 15 minutes. Y'all have been like, you're on mute, dumbass. So Neil lost this round. 
But they did they did say they hope to get him back because he's like the the Spotify exec's like, hey, we just want the whole world to hear get all their audio. They were like Spotify for all your audio needs. But he lost. Uh, Perry said, what did uh, Rogan say to piss young off? Uh, it's just the general lies that he's been spreading about COVID. And he wants, and, and, you know, Spotify. Now the weird thing is, let me read you this article. Cause the weird thing is that Spotify tried to justify this and their justification sounds a lot like bullshit. Like, like seriously like bullshit. Hold on. Cause they're about to. It says, we want all the world's music and audio content to be available to Spotify users. With that comes great responsibility in balancing both safety for listeners, <coughs> not a COVID cough, I hope, and freedom for creators. We have detailed content policies in place, and we've removed over 20,000 podcast episodes related to COVID-19. Since the start of the pandemic, we regret Neil's decision to remove his music from Spotify, but hope to welcome him back soon. If he doesn't die. No, they didn't say that part. I kind of threw that in at the end. By the way, I do know this. Um, this show that you're watching right now on YouTube, on the tubes, by the way, if you're watching, please hit the subscribe button. Also hit the thumbs up so that the uh, algorithm can suck my balls. It's not going to matter today because now I've said the C word. Apparently, YouTube is shadow banning any show, video, or anything else that uses the word COVID. They co There's like a list of 15,000 words that will get your videos suppressed if you use them. For some weird-ass reason, ice cream is one of those words. And I love ice cream. And if you expect me not to talk about ice cream, ice cream, ice cream, ice cream, you can suck at YouTube. Because ice cream ain't never done shit to me. And I'll be damned if I don't talk about it just because of you and your stupid shadow ban list. Uh, Neil Young's net worth is probably more than Rogan's. Oh, I'll take that bet. <laughs> I'll take that bet. Neil's got that old money. Rogan's got that new hundred. Rogan's got that new hundred mil. Yeah, that's true, Perry. Swear to God, you can't say ice cream or they shadow ban your video. I want COVID flavored ice cream. This video is so fucked now. So fucked. There's a war on ice cream. <laughs> there is a war on ice cream, Steven. I'll tell you what, YouTube. It's either me or ice cream. No, that's no, hold on. Now I like ice cream. Wait a minute. I don't know how to do this. Yes. COVID toe tags you on YouTube. That is correct, Alex. It'll get your shit shadow banned. Fact. All right. So we were going to look up Neil Young's net worth versus uh, Joe Rogan's. Close these windows here. Neil Young net worth. Joe Rogan net worth because uh, VB, I think you forget about his TV, his UFC, his comedy. Oh, didn't mean to do that. I think you forget about all that, all that. All right, so let's see. Joe Rogan net worth. We're just using celebrity net worth as our 
Okay, that wasn't it. Get over here. Joe Rogan's net worth is $100 million. That doesn't make any goddamn sense. He's literally worth $100 million just from Spotify. This is off. This is a stupid exercise. Just mainly because I'm going to lose. Neil Young is worth $200 million. Look at that face. Good Lord. Neil Young looks like he defended the Alamo with his forehead. He's just bouncing Mexican musket balls up. Bing, 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 bing. All right, I'm out of control. Neil Young worth 200 mil. Joe Rogan worth 100 mil. That doesn't make sense because Joe Rogan has his comedy, his UFC contract, and his contract with Spotify. He's probably got assets, his investments, and on it brand. He's got to be worth more than 100 million. I'm not saying Neil Young probably isn't worth more than 200 million. But damn, I didn't think Neil Young was worth that much money. Flips it, he looks like a Confederate soldier. He looks like he carried a baton in the Confederacy. He's just a twirler. You're all like, why the fuck do we have a twirler in the Confederacy? It's Robert E. Lee's cousin. He promised his sister, Cheryl Young. That her her son could have a part in the Confederacy, and he's a goddamn baton twirler. It's all he's good at, and that's why they lost the war. And that's why the South lost. They had a baton twirler named Neil Young. Folks, this is history. You've learned it here first. Okay. What's going on with my phone? Amos said he doesn't have a hundred million. It's a ten-year contract. Yes, but that his worth, his worth, he's worth a hundred million because of the contract. He's not liquid, but see, net worth isn't always just liquid on demand cash. If you have stocks, if you have real estate, all of that factors into your net worth. If you own a business, the valuation of that business factors into your net worth or your percentage of the business. So if you own 50% of a $100 million business, your net worth from that is $50 million. Ray said he's probably sitting on his couch listening to his music, eating ice cream. Probably. Probably. Laughing at Leonard Skinner. <laughs> you guys made me $200 million with your stupid ass song. Uh, what's the Neil Young's best song? I couldn't even tell you. I couldn't name you a Neil Young song. I'd probably end up naming a John, a John Denver song. I had no idea. There might as well be the same weird-ass white dude. And that's coming from a weird-ass white dude. <laughs> Neil's wife is hotter than Joe's. Flip. I need you to... <laughs> Tony, Neil Young did not sing Yankee Doodle Dandy. Okay. That's a good guess, though. He's, he's, Walt said, holy shit, I'm worth at least $50. Yeah. Yeah. Google my net worth for this show <laughs> and my comedy career. I'm worth $1.30. Neil Young, what was that song? Uh, was it Whistling Dixie? That's, that's the song, Neil Young. Look at it. Look at that face. Look at that face. 
Neil Young has emerged as one of the most popular and financially successful musicians of all time. How? Okay, it's time to pull up a Neil Young wiki. I got to know what this dude is doing. Virginia Buttweed said, my favorite song is Rockin' in the Free World. Never heard of it. Was that on Freedom Rock? Is that Freedom Rock? Well, turn it up. Neil Percival Young. Here we go. Here's his wiki page. Let's see. Early career. It's always weird when they include their signatures on their wiki page, too, by the way. That always weirds me out a little bit. Like, why do we need to see their signature? Just gonna, now they're just going to be signing school uh, reports and shit. Forging, forging documentation. What's up, Landon? Good to see you, pal. Neil Young is an old man. Look at his wife. He looks like he needs some milk for that gizzard. Yeah, wh- I want to see. What does Neil Young's wife look like? Neil Young wife. I hate being that dude, too. I hate being the creepy uh, wife guy. Because if you put in my name, Barry Labanac, wife is the second thing people Google. Stop looking up my wife, you weirdos. Neil Young's married to Daryl Hannah. Oh, at first, it's Susan Acevedo. But I thought that said Susan Avocado. And I was like, what a dope-ass name. My name is Susan Avocado. He was married to Peggy Young until 2014. He's married to Daryl Hannah. Wow. Good for you, buddy. She's still got her fastball. No? Uh, let's pull up the... I mean, she's she's she could still get it. Trying, okay, why am I in the way? Move out of the way, Labanac! <sighs> yeah, I mean, she's still, she's still kind of cute. Let's see. Open image and new tab. There we go. Ah, uh, I mean, uh, okay. She's hot for him. Yes, truck driver Pookie, it is three hour Thursday on Twitch. And why it's not on Twitch, it's only on YouTube. Um, so yeah, it is a three hour Thursday. I'll be posting a link on Patreon and the Discord. Shit, it's already time to go. Oh, they did just no, they got married in 2018, it said. Hey, real quick before we bounce, this show is over with. I want to thank you uh to everybody that's new to the program that tuned in. Uh so what we do is uh on Thursdays I do a third hour, but it is only for Patreon members. So if you want to become a member of Pat to Hell. What in the wide, wide, where's my video at? Just go to patreon.com forward slash Barry on deck if you would like to be a member of the Patreon. And that's so weird. That's not what it's supposed to be. That's what's supposed to be up there. My stupid dumb face. Patreon.com forward slash Barry on deck. You sign up. I post the link on the Patreon site. I also post it on the Discord, which you get access to. You support the show. You get swag and all kind of cool stuff. All the events we do, fantasy football, Super Bowl squares, all that stuff. I mean, I might be open to the public. That's spoke out of turn. Anyways, you get a lot of perks and benefits, including helping the show and uh, supporting myself as your favorite creator. <laughs> Second only to Neil Young. All right, let's get the hell out of here. Uh, I want to thank you guys. What a fun show. We got super sportsy. 
We argued with the chat. I forgot my goddamn read. Nope, no Dan's read today. Missed it. I didn't do it. I do plan on doing hour number three. Yes, when I twitch. Uh, it'll be difficult. I might, what we may have to do is just go live on Patreon. We'll make it happen. We'll figure it out. And maybe we just go live on YouTube only for hour three. I don't know. That's why you need to be subscribed. Uh, Excuse me. That's why you need to be on Patreon. Follow me on MySpace. Add me on Friendster. Get my pager number. Fax me. Ain't Andy Reid in this bitch. All right, fellas and ladies, thank you for being here. Everybody that was in the chat, that hung out, that participated, that put up with my bullshit. I felt weird today. I felt off. I don't know if it was just me. I hope you guys enjoyed the show at least. If it sucked, I'm sorry. I'll do better. But if I don't see you at hour number three, I'll see you tomorrow. I hope. Until then, do me three favors. Be safe. Be kind. Most importantly, love each other. See y'all tomorrow.